Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Solutions in Real Estate. I am Jason Dillard, along with Tracy Holtzclaw. We are live in the studio this morning, ready to talk to you about how we buy and sell real estate right here in the upstate. And if you want to get involved, all you got to do is give us a call and be on the air with us at 864-235-9405. That's 864-235-9405. We've been out for a couple of weeks. Tracy's been traveling around doing stuff. I've been doing stuff. and uh, But we've been doing stuff that we always do, which is buying, selling, uh, borrowing money from people against real estate and managing property. One of the things that we've recently learned is uh, condos are different. Would you agree with that, Tracy, that condos are different? Yes, I would <laughs> definitely agree. Can you can you expand on that? Uh, no, I wasn't prepared to expand on that. What what are you thinking exactly is different about a condo? I mean, it's got walls. It's got a bathroom and a kitchen and place well, to the, wash your clothes. The, the insurance is different. Yes. The HOA does something, and then the homeowners do something else. The dirt is not owned except, well, I guess, what's right up under the condo. You, you know, we got we have we have uh, uh, some condos that we purchased, and we have a tenant that wants to make sure we don't cut her grass. And then we sell her finance the condo to her, and she still wants to make sure we don't mess with her grass. But the truth be known, she doesn't own that grass. That grass is owned by the Homeowners Association. It's different. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. In a condo, you only own the building that you're in. Actually, you only own the, the interior walls. So condos are different. Condos are different than, than regular houses. Mm-hmm. I mean, regular houses, we buy and sell those, and we buy and sell condos too, but condos are different. I don't know. It just kind of popped in my head. That's what happens with your head. I so just thought, just... I mean, we before the program, I was like, what are we going to talk about? And you just kind of shrugged your shoulders. So. I, said, I said about 55 minutes or I, 52 or whatever I did the normal thing, I say, when we first come on, and then condos are different. It just kind of popped in my head. Uh, okay. So how's everything going with you? How, how is your drive? I want to know how how your drive's going because the everybody that listens regularly knows that you used to live in Easley and then you had the house with the loan on it that you had to pay off because you sold the house that was a private loan that wasn't from somebody that a bank but it was somebody's pocket that may have been an IRA's pocket but it was might have been I can't remember but then you moved to Anderson at the lake house it was an IRA have it you was had an, much coffee yeah I've had some coffee okay and then the IRA lender got paid back because you sold the house that's correct and. The IRA lender is not a person. Well, it's an IRA. Yeah. So you paid a IRA back. You didn't pay a person back. Right. It's a retirement account that the gentleman used to loan me the money. And then you moved to the lake house after you fixed it up. And then you got the private loan on that from a person. So That's you made correct. a payment every month to that person? I did, actually, to that one. I made a and You payment. didn't make the payment on the previous house you made a payment to the IRA. That's correct. And actually, on the new house, when I first got it, I only made a half payment. Well, how did that work? Because we just asked. I just negotiated it with the lender. Well, that's what we just did yesterday on the loan I got yesterday on the apartment. Yeah, I just... Except it wasn't a half. It just wasn't a whole. Yeah, I negotiated it. The payment was less than the whole, but not. But it was more than the half. But the, it's accruing as well. So it's kind of a hybrid the loan we have yet the loan we closed on yesterday is a second reverse forward hybrid construction 
mortgage. Nobody will understand the word you said. That's what it is. That's what we got <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Well, the drive, the drive. Tell me about the drive. How's it? How's it? How's it feel to be driving in the cop car up eighty five every day? Uh, it's great, man. I get on the interstate and uh, I set the cruise, and I'm at the office. Do the do the other people they think you're a cop and they kind of get out of your way still? Yeah, I love my cars, man. You just set the cruise on like 10, 15 miles over. Uh, no, not not ten or fifteen over. I'm eight not, over. You no, know, I'll I'll stretch it a little bit, but I'm not going. to completely destroy the speed limit. But if you go five over and you get up behind somebody, they just move over for you? Yeah, it's, it's, Cause they, it's they a pretty cool might, thing. Cause, and then you, you still get waves by cops that are real cops? Yeah, I do. Uh, every now and then. I get they the, just, Do they give the, 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 not, the head nod? You know, honestly, I don't really see, I don't know about you, but I don't, in my travels, I don't really see a whole lot. You know, now I saw a couple this morning, they had customers with them. So they they weren't looking for you anymore. They they already found who they wanted. That's right. But no, I because I, you know motorcycle people they wave at each other if they don't know each other. They do. You don't have to know anybody. And Jeep people are the same way. Jeep people wave at each other. Yeah. You don't have to know who they are. It doesn't make any difference. They could be an axe murderer for all you know, but they probably not because they're driving Jeep. Well, why wouldn't an axe murderer <laughs> drive a Jeep? <laughs> Think about it. A Jeep would be a pretty good way to get into the woods to. <laughs> To bury the, the bodies or whatever uh, they're doing. That was a bad analogy. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> I mean. But anyway, yeah, they wave, at, they wave at each other. You know, it's like when you live in the country. You know, everybody waves at everybody. You don't even have to know anybody. You know, the, ha- the house I live in is it, here in town. When I get in my neighborhood, I just automatically, w- w- automatically wave at everybody, even if I don't know them. You're not even friendly. I'm, but I'm in my neighborhood. I wave it. If they're walking, I'll wave at them. Oh, so you're friendly to the people you if live near. If they're walking, I wave at them. If I pass somebody, I wave at them. And sometimes I think I'm waving at the wrong people. I'm pretty sure I am. You think but, it's somebody, but it's really somebody else? No. I think it's one of these non-neighbor people that are driving through our neighborhood because people use it as a cut through. Oh. They're not even, they don't even deserve the wave. They don't belong there. They belong. They can come through. I mean, it's a public road, but. I mean, that's why they put the humps in. You think about it. If it wasn't for the humps, our kids would probably get run over. You know what the humps are. Yeah, the speed humps to slow people down. Yeah. I see them as You know a, what's bad? I see we, them have as one a, hump, we have one hump that I didn't know was there because it's right next to a tree, and it happens to have the shade of that tree that's the same color as the road that's about the same width as the hump. When you, if you I know hit, what I'm going over, this story is when, when going. you're going 30 miles an hour and you hit that hump and don't know it's there, it will just about knock your teeth out. You threw everything out of the back of the truck. Yeah, nah, it, it wasn't that bad. You know I, how the I little got, picture four wheel drive just went over it. How did it do? Like that. You know how the little picture on the sign says, you know, it shows the back end coming up out of the air. That's but I didn't see the sign because the sign was in the. It's one of those things that says three humps. You got the three humps, and then you go to the first hump, you go to the second hump. Well, the third hump's there, but you don't see it because it's in the shadow. So you don't have a sign right previous to the hump. If, if I had a previous, each hump had a sign previous to it, that would be better for me. I wonder what it's like to live in your world. But good news, I've only done it twice. Because the first time, it really surprised me. The second time, I wasn't surprised. But I was still going so fast, I didn't remember that I shouldn't be doing it until I was, like, on the hump. So I wasn't 
it it was it was it was the same feeling. It wasn't as surprising a feeling. And it was too late to hit the brakes. Oh, I just rode over it. Didn't did no time. But at least I knew what was about to come like a half a second ahead of time. And then after that, you remember it. It's kind of like spanking your yeah, children. After it's already happened, you remember you, it. You spank your kids a couple of times, they'll remember not to do something or burn yourself or whatever. Yeah, if they want to play with fire, just let them. Yeah, it'll be all right. They won't do it but once. I know. Are you the one that told me the story about Luke and the cacti? Yeah, when we were in Anderson. Oh, y'all should have done that to him. Before we ever lived there, we went to the uh, old Mexican restaurant. There. I was in Anderson one time before I ever lived there. <laughs> and he was uh, he was just fascinated by the cacti. Because there were more than one? He, yes. And he had a little styrofoam you, you know what I think? You know what I think? I made up a new word. If something's ridiculous... It's ridiculous, but, but there's more than one of them. It's ridiculous. Yep, that's many ridiculouses. Yeah, you don't say that it was ridiculous more than once. You just say that was ridiculous. Yes, the plural of ridiculous. So anyway, Luke had a styrofoam cup with milk because that's what he drank a lot and still does to some degree. But anyway, he wanted to touch the cactus, and you know, I'd already told him no, and he still he wanted to touch it again, and and I said, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. And his mom and his brother and sister didn't know I had told him that. And so he went over there and touched it. Oh, my goodness. Just with his little finger? Just with his little finger. And you would think you had chopped his head off. He went crazy, threw his milk down because it hurt so much and busted the styrofoam cup. <laughs> I said, well, told you. But he don't ever touch he's the cacti No, he's never touched one again. Yeah, so if you want to learn what not to do in real estate, one of the things we're going to talk about next is things that will make you lose money in real estate. That's going to be the topic we return. In the meantime, now's a great time to call in at 864-235-9405. That's 235-9405. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard here with Tracy Holtzclaw. If you just tuned in, we're live. You can call us, ask us a question about anything to do with real estate investing. The number here is 864-235-9405. That's 864-235-9405 to ask a question about real estate investing. Um, I've been buying and selling real estate since 99. Um, we've bought and sold a bunch of single family houses. We flip houses. We're building houses right now developing subdivisions um we've done some uh, commercial stuff with apartments so anything that you um need to know we're willing to answer those questions again that's 864-235-9405 before the break we're talking about cacti and how tracy's son learned not to do something because he did it i just so, let him learn by experience instead of by teaching telling yeah and we've done that too yeah we can tell you exactly what not to do in real estate Right. Like one of the things that pops in my mind is in the very beginning, I thought the only way to buy property was to use a bank and I would have to get a bank loan and have good credit and make a down payment to buy my rental houses. And that's what I was doing in the very beginning. And as a matter of fact, my dad and I were partnered up. So he would sign and I would sign and we didn't know any better. Y'all would both sign on the same note. We would both sign on the same note. We weren't very bright. Nice. And we're get, but we're getting there. So what did that do? That tied up my buying power and my dad's buying power on the same house. So there's a tip right there. If you're going to use a bank, which friends don't let friends do business with banks when they're real estate investors, because you learn that the bank will only do certain things for you. You have to fit in their box. It has to be perfect for the bank to like 
the deal that you're buying. And after you buy so many properties, you're not going to match into their box. Because they you, cap you normally, especially with single family, um, the majority of them anyway. And some of those banks may be a little different, but they, they cap you. Once you've borrowed so many, they're exposure to one borrower. You know, they call it exposure. So once they have so many loans out of the same borrower, they're pretty much done with you. You haven't done anything wrong. And you're, the, you're paying all your bills. And the solution to almost all the mistakes that I've made is to buy more property. I mean, I know that sounds stupid. Maybe it sounds stupid. But if you buy one and it doesn't make money, like we were talking about the, the strip center that we bought that we thought we were going to provide a church a place. And the church didn't make it. Right. And that property doesn't cash flow because the church didn't make it. So we ended up renting it to something else. Yeah, but so but you already own it, so you can't unown it. You can't wish you didn't own it. It doesn't cash flow. Well, there's a solution. Buy another property that does cash flow. And then another one that does cash flow. And another one that does cash flow. That's exactly what I And mine. another one that does cash flow. Yeah, it takes you three or four or five to make up for the one. And just keep moving forward. And eventually... M- the real estate is going to go up in value anyway. And if you overpaid, hopefully, eventually, it might take 10 years, it might take 20 years, the overpayment of what you bought will catch up to itself and you can sell it or refinance it or rent it for more and you can actually cash flow the property that you overpaid for. So, um, Tracy, put you on the spot. What's the biggest mistake that you can think of that we've made in our real estate investing? The biggest? The biggest mistake. Think of something that we did wrong that we don't do wrong anymore. Am I allowed to say it? I don't know. Well, we sell or finance houses. You know, our rent-to-own model. But we've bought houses from somebody that was struggling to pay their current mortgage company. So we've stepped in and bought the house and left them there and financed that back to them. That's a mistake. Mistake. Yeah. We 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 tried, you know, you think you're helping somebody, but here's something we learned pretty quickly. If they're not paying somebody else, they're probably not going to pay you. So, so don't do that. So when somebody calls you and they want you to buy the property that they're struggling to make the payment on, and unless you can lower the payment, yeah, if you can, buy yeah. a lot, yeah, if you can lower the payment a tremendous amount, I mean they can afford something. But even then, you're basically may have to kick somebody out of the house that they used to own. Yeah, and that's a weird feeling. Yeah, I don't. I but don't we, like that. but we do that. We'll ha- if we have to, we will. We do have a, um, well, we a rule them. in our office. If you don't pay, you don't stay. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we both have a job. Your your job is to pay me for the property you're living in. My job is to provide you the property to live in. Yeah, that's on the lease. Yeah, it's pretty simple. I mean, it don't have to be a lease. It don't have to be a piece of paper. I mean, our jobs are simple. I supply house, you supply money. Right. So <laughs> that's a mistake. When you stop supplying money, we stop supplying house. What 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 else can you think of is that we've made mistakes on? I can think of something I made a lot of mistakes on. I thought that it would be cool to own a bunch of different company names and spread out my risk in the beginning. And then I realized that if you open up an LLC and then another LLC and then another LLC, guess what that means at the end of the year? You got to pay a CPA to prepare separate tax returns for every one of them, as long as they're not single member. Right. 
And now I've got a handful of houses I could have owned in the same company. And because I thought I was um, safe, um, making it less likely for me to anybody to know what I'm doing. Now I've created this extra tax return and, and an extra set of books, too. So I'm paying the accountant to do a separate set of books. I'm paying the CPA to do a separate tax return when if I just put it all in the same company, then I wouldn't have had to have separate tax returns and books. So well, there's a mistake I, that I've made. That's pretty boring. Well, what do you want to talk about? Something that's not boring? I mean, tax return stuff. I mean, you know, that's like watching paint dry. Well, taxes are important. You had a girlfriend I, from Texas. I had a girlfriend Clemson. from Texas when I was at Clemson. As a matter of fact, oh, I'm, did I tell you I'm going to the game today? Yeah. I'm going to the, to Black, the, to the Louisville. Not the Louisville. I went to Louisville a couple weeks ago. I'm going to the um, Virginia Tech game. You're driving this one, right? Yeah, driving up there. leaving after the program. Yeah, go Tigers. Yep, 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 yep. How many games they done won? All of them. How many games of the other that other South Carolina team? That I'm, I don't know. You, I don't keep up with that. Don't pay them any attention. I don't keep up with that. I don't know, but I know Clemson's uh, undefeated so far. But um, it's going to be a great game tonight. I can't wait to get there. It's yeah. going to be cooler there than it is here. You yeah, better wear a coat. I'm hoping it's cooler where I'm headed. Where are you going? I'm going to the races. What races? In commerce. So you're going the opposite direction. Yeah, I'm going south. You're going north. It's called streetcar takeover. What is it? They How run. do you win? You you go faster than everybody else. Are you tr- taking your race car or are you just watching? No, I'm taking the race car. So yeah. how, are you going to win? I don't know. Can't predict the future. Well, how fast does your car go? I shouldn't say because some of those other racers might be listening and I want to surprise them, sneak up on them. Have you done something to your car since the last <laughs> race that's going to make it go faster? No. No. In the quarter mile, it runs low 11 seconds at 125 or 6 or 7 miles an hour. It's moving. That's a quarter mile. Quarter. What about an eighth? And an eighth, like when I race at Greer, Greer Dragway a lot, it's low sevens, seven oh three four five six. So that second quarter mile in the ten. I mean, that second eighth of a mile mm-hmm. is quicker because you're already in motion. Yeah, yeah. When you leave, you know, um, um, what is it? No, that's a that's the, talking about the, momentum, the moving object, object colliding, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, an object motion tends to stay in motion. Yeah, forget that. And, that. and real estate's the same way. Yeah, I mean, we started a long time ago, and like. For example, we're on the we're on the back half right now. See, it's called back half in racing. The back half, yeah, the back half. You got the front half, the back half. That's different than the half back. Yeah. So no matter whether it's an eight mile, eighth mile, or quarter mile, it doesn't really matter. You got front half, back half. The back, you know what the back half, the half back is. That's the that's the old folks that moved from Florida to here, but they didn't want to move all the way back up north. They moved halfway back. <laughs> yeah, they're half backs. Okay, got gotcha. you. Yeah, that like a football too, play. The, the hurricanes and the and the. And the heat in Florida was too much. They just moved halfway back right here where we're in the middle. Don't they have halfbacks in, fo- in football? Yeah, they have halfbacks in football, too. Okay. That's, but that's a, that's a running back. So that's a halfback that moved to Florida and back here from the north and a halfback in football. And in racing, it's the back half, not the halfback. So in racing, the back half. So like in our career, we're on the back half. Yes. Because there's some like what's happening to us this year is unique. As a matter of fact, I hope I'm about to go through the traps pretty soon. What's the traps? The traps is the the end, the finish line. Hope I, I get, don't want to. I don't want to be on the finish line. I want to keep <laughs> the break. Keep getting faster. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well, keep getting faster. I want to go to the half mile instead of oh. the quarter or the or the mile mile or the whatever. I've done the half mile too. That's fun. How fast is your car going a half mile? 
not not it doesn't get any faster 120 something no because it's got a limiter of some sort on it because of what kind of car it is what kind of car is it it's a it's a ex-police car it's a caprice sure well, why do they want our police to go not go fast as they want to go is it the police or is it the it's the manufacturer okay they, they put it in the programming and the computer that it will only go so fast no matter what you give it 100 miles and it's just wide open as wide as 130. Even, okay. Even though it's got a 160 mile an hour speedo. Well, we ain't got no governor on our real estate business. No, heck no. Go wide open. So, but yeah, like this year, we've had a handful of our houses we've owned for a long time that we bought 10 years ago that we didn't pay that much for them happened to sell this year. So the first couple of years, you got to make your money by signing contracts or doing deals or flipping houses and the cash flows are really low, but then eventually you get going and your cash flows are getting better and better and you mess up and you fix it and you screw up again and you fix that. And then some of the stuff you did 10 years ago that was only making you $100 a month in cash flow, the tenant moves out and you go, well, let's just sell that one. And you put it on the market and it sells for a lot more than you owe on it now. So real estate is like a crock pot. If anybody's trying to sell you a seminar and it's a microwave, walk out of yeah, the room. Real estate doesn't have a microwave type setting. It's well, a, actually, well, you can wholesale houses and make quick money. Actually, we've got this thing we do. You haven't picked up on this, have you? In our office? Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, it's actually in our office. It's our family. Samuel started this, I think, or Caroline. Does her, y'all can't see me. We were on TV. You could <laughs> pushes your finger up your nose like you got glasses. You up know, up your like nose, not not up in your nose, up the front, the t- outside, the bridge. So you fix your glasses. Yeah, like you're pushing your glasses up and it goes. Actually, you know, kind of like a. I'm not gonna say. Well, you were kind of nerdy in high school, weren't you? In elementary and middle and college, still am, I guess. Okay, well, anyway, so it's kind of a reference to anyway. I don't even know what I was thinking you about. You know what Cole says? He says, according to my calculations, <laughs> okay. and that's from... Uh, Cole's hilarious. That's from uh, Horton Here's a Who. According to my calculations... Yeah. Actually... According to my calculations, there's about 30 seconds left before the next break. <laughs> so if you want to get involved in what we're talking about, ask us a question about anything to do with real estate investing, now is a great time to pick up the phone and call 864-235-9405. That's 864 235 9405 right now to be involved in the show. Don't forget about my website, jasondillard.com. When we come back, we want to talk about some lending opportunities that you may want to be involved in, so do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. If you just tuned in, you can get in touch with me at 864-444-7650. I'm a real estate broker here in the upstate, but I don't put people in the back of my pickup truck and drive them around and show them houses. I am the principal in the deals I'm involved in, which means I'm the buyer or the seller. So if you want to sell a property, again, give me a call at 864-444-7650. We're looking for property all the time, and we can't get enough. So you know somebody that needs to sell or wants to sell or thinking about selling, again, save that number in your phone right now, 864-444-7650. Before the break, we promised we would talk about some lending opportunities. We borrow money from individuals and individuals' retirement accounts on the deals that we do. 
Um, a normal deal for us would be a house that we're building or a house that we're buying to fix up and sell. And we borrow $100,000, give the um, lender a first mortgage against the property, and we pay 8% on the loan. And then the attorney closes the prop, closes the loan, um, gives you a title insurance policy to make sure that everything goes well with your loan. You would get a hazard insurance policy if it's a house that is there. Sometimes you don't need a hazard insurance policy on a house we're building because it isn't there yet. And when the house sells, you get your money back with your 8% annualized return. So it kind of looks like when you're putting money in a CD because that loan happens to accrue. So if you give us a hundred grand, get the mortgage. Now we don't take the money. We, we've blamed that multiple times on the air. The money always goes to the attorney. So if you bring us a check for a hundred grand because you can't make it to the attorney's office, we'll ask you to make the cashier's check out to the attorney. We don't want the money. We want the attorney to close it and make sure you have your first mortgage because that makes it safer, right, Tracy? I mean, what it wouldn't be that safe if you just handed me a hundred grand. But if you give me a hundred grand and an attorney closes it and it's against a house worth 150, that makes it a lot safer because we won't borrow but about 70% or less of what the house is worth from the individual or the individual's retirement account. Well, the the fact that it's safe by the way we borrow. So if I borrow 100 grand from you on a house worth 150, no matter what legal documents are prepared, you've only lent 100 against something worth 150. But the reason we you know repeat this over and over and over, and it's the only way that I believe we'll ever do it, is we always go to a closing and always get, well, we've always got to go to a closing regardless to buy and sell, just because that's how it operates in South Carolina. And anyway, we always give our lender a first mortgage because if, you know, big what if here, in the worst case scenario, something happened to you and I in our business, tragically, whether it an accident or just the business just collapsed around us, the lender has a path to get back to their cash. So if you and I walk into anything and invest in anything that is just spread out all over and we don't know what, well, other than a CD you mentioned, because those are backed by the federal government uh, and a lot of money market stuff, but with, with the real estate the way we do it, if anything terribly went terribly wrong and our lenders had to get a path to their cash, they could. You know, in by by taking ownership of the property. Yeah, by taking ownership of the property, you either you either get ownership by us voluntarily giving it to you by a, you know a deed to the property, or if you had to foreclose, you know, two or three or four grand in a few months with an attorney, and poof, you own the property you lent a hundred on that we all believed in the beginning was worth one hundred fifty. So what you and I say is, if the loan that goes bad isn't better than the return you were promised it was probably a bad loan to begin with so if you got questions about how that works you can give us a call right now on the air at 864-235-9405 that's 864-235-9405 to get on the air live we're taking calls right now and we have uh, multiple investors that lend us money over and over again and when we pay them back the money that they receive they have some interest with it 
And they probably almost 90, I'd say 95% of the time, they want us to borrow it right back from them. So they continue make, making the return that they were making in the beginning. So well, think about what's available for the average person to invest in, in, in the market we're in right now. Outside of real estate, you know, I mean, you've got the stock market, which it has been on a high for a while. And it'll come down and it'll go up and it'll go down. And, you know, the analogies we've used in the past is the roller coaster. So, you know, as we all get older, some people don't care for those roller coasters. So a lot of people like to know that they've got a fixed return, something that year in and year out is going to be the same. Well, you can do that with a CD, you know, 20, shoot, 20 something years ago, CDs were paying in the teens because interest rates were so high, well, those days are gone. Will we ever give them, get them back? Who the heck knows? But while interest rates are stupid low, CDs are paying nothing. You know, I talked to some, I talked to a lady this week that she's got money in a money market account, and I think she said it's paying like one point four or one point six or something. Oh, point one four maybe. I said, that's embarrassing. Why don't you just come see us? And she's going to so. You know, we, we could do 6% on rental properties, 8% on flips. Um, you know, occasionally we have a outside-of-the-box kind of deal with development or something. It could be a little more, but, you know, those are the, the more consistent returns are the flips and the rentals. So why would somebody feel comfortable lending money against real estate? What makes the – what gives them that comfortable feeling? Well, you know, one is the property, and you know – we're a, we're running a business and, and we're we've proven ourselves that we borrow pay back, borrow pay back, you know, make payments. But at the end of the day, really, you want to believe that what you're investing in is worth more than you're investing because that's your that's the safety net to protect you. So does the the potential lender go look at the property? Yes, we, we encourage you know all of our lenders. You know, you and I used to go with them, but now it's just become very difficult for us to do that. But we we almost require, you know, we can't make them, you know, but if we give the lender the address and we really strongly encourage them, we want them to go, we want them to see it. You know, I don't want somebody just taking an address and going, okay, here's the money to the attorney, you know, tell me when I'm going to get paid back. We want them to see it. So our lenders go see the property. If they have concerns, you know, anything, they, they express them. And we, and we do have that happen from time to time. Well, what about this or what about that? Oh, well, you know, I mean, if the house is a wreck, well, that's the whole reason we're buying it. So those objections, we, you know, kill pretty quickly. That That's why we're buying the house. But, you know, sometimes if it's, you know, they don't like the area it's in. We've we've only on a very few occasions, but we've had a lender say, I, I just I just don't really like, you know, where that house is. Okay. You don't have to lend on it. No. Nah, you know, we'll, we'll get a different lender. Yeah. We're going to go. Or just lend less. Do you, do you like it if you just lent less? Well, yeah, I'd lend 70 instead of 80. And if we believe the deal's still worth doing, well, great. We'll just bar 70 instead of 80, and we'll, we'll, we'll come up with a difference. We'll scrape up our own mason jar with the difference. Right. So a lot, of, a lot of times when I talk to people, they go, why in the world would you pay 8% when you could go to the bank and borrow it at, right now at 4 or maybe even 5%? So why are we paying double to an individual than we could get at the bank? Well, because our average flip in the market we're in right now especially you know, you're talking about from purchase to resale for us is, in some cases, four or five months, you know, depending on how big the rehab is and, you know, it could be six months. So 
to go to a bank and make a 20% down payment on the purchase and then still have to do the rehab out of our pocket and pay appraisals and pay credit report fees and pay fees and pay fee fees and pay because it's Thursday afternoon and the sun's shining fee. I mean, you know, banks can come up with all kinds of fees they can tack on there. A point, an origination fee. You know, I got a house payment to make fee because I'm the banker, whatever. Well, by the time you lump all that in, that 4% looks like more when you only own the house for four or five or six months. So we can pay a private investor that we're not paying a point, we're not paying fees, it's just a straight, flat, interest-only return. It's it's really about the same. Now, when you surpass, you know, five or six, seven months of ownership, it starts to cost a little more. But still for us to keep the folks happy that are doing business with us and lending us money, you know, I'd much rather pay a private individual an extra grand or two over a few months than jump through all those stinking hoops with a bank. And the other thing the banks want, you imagine this, is a payment. We close on a loan with a bank, and the very next month, you know what they want? Money. But with our private loans, they're accruing in the same way as a CD. Yeah, and the, and the way I put it is the private lenders are doing us a huge service. They're providing the money to buy and remodel the property and allowing us not to make a payment and just letting their interest accrue until the house sells. Right. So why wouldn't we be willing to give them a killer return like 8%? So if you're interested in learning more about how that works, you can give me a call at 864-444-7650. You can learn more on my website, jasondillard.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-D-I-L-L-A-R-D.com. Or you can call right now. We're live this morning. 864-235-9405 is the number. That's 235-9405. Coming up on the last break of the show, now is a great time to call. Again, it's 235-9405. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk about how you use your retirement accounts to actually do loans against real estate. How does that work? Um, My broker told me that I couldn't use my retirement account to do real estate deals. Is that true? We're going to discuss that when we return, so do not go anywhere. I'm Jason Dillard. And I buy houses. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard with Tracy Holtzclaw. We're here talking about how we buy and sell real estate right here in the upstate. If you want to learn more about what I do, go to my website, jasondillard.com. Right now, we have a need for $100,000 that we're willing to pay 8% for against some new houses we're building. It's an $8,000 return per year. Because I did that math in my head. Did you see that? You didn't have to use a calculator. I didn't have to get my calculator out or nothing. So that's, you can learn more about that at jasondillard.com. My phone number is 444-7650. Save that in your phone right now in case you want to talk to me. That's 864-444-7650. Or if you want to get it on the air with us, the number right now to call in is 235-9405. And we do have a call from David in Greenville. David, what can we do for you this morning? Yes, sir. I just wondered if you ever bought any uh, tax properties, Um, not really the ones that you have to buy and sit on for a year to pay the taxes on and sit on it for a year and you get it, but ones that were... uh, Ones that are already passed the redemption period? Yes, sir. The answer is yes. We're we're under contract actually to buy one right now. And there's a little bit 
things that's tricky about tax deed properties. You cannot buy title insurance with a property that's a tax deed. So you have to do a quiet title action to get the title clear. Shh, be quiet, title. Yeah, you have to go up to the title and, and go, shh. <laughs> um, yeah. You can you can own it. You know, you, you sound like you've probably done this. So you, you bid at the tax sale. You get a lien. Whole year goes by. The taxpayer doesn't pay still. And then you get a deed. Well, now you own it or your IRA owns it, however you won the bid. And you can rent yeah. it. You can fix it up. You can rent it. You can do whatever you want to do to it. You can even sell it, but the title is still truly not clear. You can't sign a general warranty deed. Um, you can't put financing on it. Typically, um, you know, it, like Jason said, if you're going to get title insurance, you can't. So but two or three thousand dollars in three four months, and it's similar to a foreclosure process. You can clear that title. So does that? Answer your question you had, or did we just snowball? Well, I got some friends. They buy they buy property. They buy just property. They don't buy houses. They buy like lots, and they buy it from them tax sales. And they told me they were going to help me, you know, do it, but they never did. Every time the auction comes up, it's like, oh, well, it was last month, you know. So I'm trying to figure out how to do it myself. And why, it, do wanna, why do you want to? Why do you want to buy forfeited land act? Why do you want to own land that nobody else wanted? Well, because they make good money off of it. I mean, they they buy the properties, and generally they'll sell them to the guy that's got the property next door to it. Yeah, or the guy it. that's got the property behind it, they'll buy it. And I'm I'm talking they're only they've only got like five hundred dollars maybe invested in this property, and it's a seven thousand dollar property. Oh yeah, right. pennies. You know, know, if you buy enough of them, I mean, it's just like anything else. You know, they're. There are institutional investors that go to the tax sales. And, you know, the, yeah. one of the negatives in South Carolina, I think it's our whole state, I know it's our local counties, is we only have that sale once a year. Yeah. So, you know, you South go to. South Carolina has it once a year, and you got to really, really keep an eye out for when it's going to come up. Yeah. There's institutional investors. the Land Act. Right. They, you know. There are large groups that put in millions of dollars to win liens on unpaid tax bills in Greenville County. And it's hard yeah. to, you know, I mean, you can do it. The, the individual, I mean, we know a guy that for seven years went every single year. He got a lien on something every single year, multiple properties, most of them paid back. And in that seventh year, he got ownership of a house that he was able to fix up and, and flip and make some money. But it took him seven years, you know, but I mean, it's definitely worth doing. It's just the reason Jason and I don't particularly love it is because when it's your cash and you can only go once a year and the odds of you getting paid back within about three to six months are really high and then you can't do it again for six or nine more months, well, you can just come to us yeah. and make six or eight percent year-round, rain or shine. Yeah, the tax sale bids pay you three percent a quarter. So if you happen to keep the lien the whole year, you're making 12 percent. But if you get paid back in six months, you only made six percent that entire year. Yeah, unless it was six months in a day, and you made nine percent. Yeah, you can get cool. lucky and make nine in six months in a day. <laughs> but if you want to lend us money and make eight percent all year long, without worrying about it, and not knowing, you know, and knowing what you're lending against, and having a title insurance policy against what you're lending against, um, then we pay eight percent. Does that answer your question, David? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, man. Real good. Well, appreciate, appreciate you taking the time to give us a call. There goes David. 
I'm um, curious about tax sales. If you want to get involved before the end of the program, the number here is 235-9405. That's 864-235-9405. Um, before David called in, we were talking about how you can use your retirement accounts to actually lend money in real estate. And Tracy actually alluded to that, talking to David about the um, tax sale deed could be been in his name or in his IRA's name. What did you mean by that? I mean, can you actually buy a tax lien at the tax sale with your IRA? Yes. Most folks don't know that your IRA is your retirement account. Whose is it? It's yours. So you got it's got to do what you tell it to do, right? For the most part. So most working Americans have a 401k, just generally speaking. And while you're still employed with that employer, the, it's not real likely you can do anything. So there's some, ex, there's some exceptions to that. You know, if you're 59 and a half and still working at that same employer, you can move that to another custodian. If you've left that company or if you just have your own that you opened, you know, on your own, there's a thing called a self-directed IRA. And there are numerous custodians in the United States. Once you identify and choose the custodian that's equipped and you open the account and you move the money, you're not taking a withdrawal. You're not closing that retirement account. It's still the retirement account. It's not a taxable event. It's just like you moving it from you know, one bank to another. It's just real simple. So once you have the self-directed IRA, you now tell the IRA what to invest in. The IRS tells us what we cannot invest in, and there's only like five things. So that leaves the door open for a lot of things. Well, and it's not just real estate, but that's all you'll really hear us talk about. So the short version of what you're saying is since the IRS only has a handful of things you can't invest in, as long as you have a custodian that's set up to handle real estate type transactions, you can go out and buy real estate. You can win a tax at the tax sale That's with right. your retirement account. You can and lend. You can lend. From your IRA. So if you're interested in learning more about that and you want to get involved in lending money with your retirement accounts, we'd love to sit down and talk to you. My phone number is 864-444-7650. Um, we do have another call coming in. We have Tom from South Carolina. Tom, what can we do for you? Hi, good morning. I was going to ask, um, with the tax lien, do they vary from state to state as far as the rules and regulations uh, that govern the transaction, yes. or is it federally regulated? No, it's state. So this, it's the county. You go to this tax sale, it's an, and it's a county sale. When you win the bid, you get the lien against the property, and your money you gave to the um, auctioneer to the county pays the taxes. So the taxes get paid. But then you have that okay. lien until the ta- until the landholder or the owner comes in and redeems it and pays the taxes. And that's when you get your money back with your return that you're going to make. And, okay. for example, in Georgia, they have tax sales all through the year. And the return in Georgia is 20% instead of 12 you can, So you, you can, can make a invest. bigger return in Georgia than you can in South Carolina. And wow. you can do it every month. And you can do it every month, depending on the county you're in. Oh, they're not all the same. So if um, you can actually Google tax sales, I actually read a book. I'm a a bookaholic and a seminaraholic. I'm I'm glad I'm not an alcoholic, but I am a seminaraholic (laughs) and a bookaholic. Um, We we don't bid at the tax sale, 
but we will um, because we're it's an auction, and the prices go up at an auction. So you may not make that that good return you're thinking you're going to make. You may only make eleven um, percent or twelve percent because the the higher the bid, the your return diminishes. Does that make sense? Because because sure. you're bidding against somebody else that that thinks they might have that slim chance of owning that property uh-huh. if the taxpayer doesn't come back and redeem it. Okay. All right. And so, so that well, that's what you were saying that if the taxpayer does not come back and redeem it and pay the interest rate, uh, the, the, the approved interest at that point after a twelve month period of time, then I become the lawful owner. Then correct? they get. Then they yes. send you a deed and you record it in South and, Carolina. In South correct. Carolina, so now you've got a, instead of having a lien, you have a deed. You own it. Okay. Then that's when you would hire an attorney to do a quiet title action. Well, if you want to, if you want I mean, to, you don't have to. And not then you can or... finance it and sell it and give somebody a warranty deed. If you want to sell it okay. to a neighbor, like David was talking about earlier, okay. the neighbor probably would be happy owning it with it without a perfectly clear title. And with, that, that 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 applies to residential and commercial property. Any right? type of property. Yep. Any okay, type of property. Man. Anything that's got a excellent. tax map number. Yeah. All right, man. Take it easy. <laughs> I have a great day now. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. So tax sales are a great re- People get excited about tax sales because they can make twelve percent, three percent a month, three percent a quarter. Right. And yeah. you got to go in and bid, and but you can lose now. You can accidentally win the bid against something that's worth less. Yeah. You can you can mess up. You know, and it's like you you said something about this earlier. Why would you want to pay? the taxes on something that somebody else didn't. Now, not in all cases, of course, because sometimes there's extenuating circumstances. The person's broke. They can't find a way, any other way to Especially get the money. Especially when it's raw land. Raw yeah. land would scare me because maybe, and see, you can't, you don't have the time to go out and do due diligence on a hundred different lots right? and make sure that there's not an Indian burial ground on the one lot that you happen to win the bid on that you get ownership of or it's got, contamination of some sort so um i like putting my money into something that i've got the value i've done the inspections i know what my bid's going to be to get it remodeled and it's a lot safer and i got a good title too so i'm going to get a really good title that with title insurance so if you're interested in making investments that's safer then give me a call my number is 864-444-7650 we mentioned earlier that we're looking for a hundred thousand at eight percent on some new houses we're building. The houses, by the way, are selling for 170 and up. So it's a really safe place to put your money. Um, that's 8% return on $100,000 against new houses. First mortgage on the property. Uh, we always have a closing with an attorney. Learn more about how we do that at jasondillard.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-D-I-L-L-A-R-D.com. Or you can give me a call at 864 864- 444-7650. That's 864-444-7650. Save that number in your phone right now. I'm out of here. I'm going to Blacksburg. I'm going to watch the Tigers win. And just remember, the biggest reason for failure isn't lack of knowledge or ability. It's in action. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every single time.